0: Ring. Ring.
1: <laughs> Hello.
0: Ring. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm very Eeyore with the rings today, ma'am. I'm sorry. Oh, so, I missed um, Eeyore's party. I will tell you that, that while Megan and I do make these phone calls for the purposes of the podcast, we are recording on our pod platform. So we take turns being called and making the call. And when we're having our morning chat, we're like, okay, we, we should stop and make the phone call now because we're getting into the good stuff. So this morning, I'm just feeling very ring, ring. <laughs> <laughs> I have a summer cold or crazy allergies, not COVID, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Megan's been dealing with the big C at her house. Yep. Um, so we're both kind of gravelly voiced and you might hear some sniffles today, but guess what? That's life as a designer. Even even uh, colds happen to us.
1: That's true, and like literally, the only thing I could do the past couple days was like wind up knot balls of random pieces of ribbon, and like I just didn't have the energy to do anything. I I just
0: have a big bag of Kleenex I'm collecting, (laughs) uh, 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 because I said we would always have transparency. I think our listeners should know that I am having blackberry, brandy, lemonade, toddies uh, to help the cough. I, I, I've i had a problem with my bronchial tubes since I was born, and I get croup really easily. Anytime I get any kind of a cold or, or <clears throat> my bronchial tubes get agitated with uh, pollens and things, um, my whole trachea will want to close, which is not fun. So blackberry, brandy, and lemonade relax the trachea so I can breathe. So if I end up incredibly drunk by the time this is done, I hope that you're all amused.
1: <laughs> and let me know what I said. <laughs> and let me, and, and, well,
0: that's the beauty of this podcast. I can go back later, and I'm like, God, God damn, I said fuck twenty two times on that episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm, i actually, I'm, I'm a little, um, I'm working on that because I'm like, wow, that's
1: that is that's that's a lot that's a lot (laughs) are you counting because I haven't been counting but I I do have to say that because I am a regular podcast listener of other shows that's kind of what I get into the groove of when I'm working on a project Um, it's like somebody talking to me in my studio or something I don't know and so like I noticed that the majority of the podcasts that I subscribe to are also explicit and I had no idea
0: Oh, okay. So like this happens where I'm not the only potty mouth motherfucker on the pod- <laughs> podcast universe. So, no. Uh, with, with, dropping the F bomb like it was hot.
1: <laughs> no. And and what was so surprising to me was, you know, when I started thinking about that and, you know, kind of have the eye rolling from the family unit of like, that's a lot of cussing. Um, yeah. I'm like, no, that's that's an, a normal amount of angry designer cussing.
0: <laughs> you should hear us when we're actually making shit. I okay.
1: know. I know. Here, you know, when are, you've stabbed here. yourself for the fourth time with that vodka and you're like... Mm.
0: Yeah, no, there There are times when literally the only word that can come out of my mouth is fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuckity, fuck, 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 fuck. You know, um, because mm. there's no other, there's nothing that is that good at... Um, describing the amount of frustration, pain, and anguish of certain moments. And also, it's its just such a release to say that word 22 times in a row. Oh.
1: When I was naive, really dumb, naive, I was like, fuck should only be used for good. <laughs> <Honey>. <laughs> I'm glad you finally <laughs> went through your goth phase. Oh, I'm still connected to people that saw me in that goth phase. <laughs> yeah, no, you
0: know, you know uh, one of my best friends, um she's a film director and producer. Spirit sister. We've we've been on the wild ways together since she was 16 and I was 18. Um, uh, we used to call Miss Tame uh, Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm or Tame of Sunnybrook Farm because she was this little la da 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 goth girl hanging out with all these death heads, uh, completely uh, sometimes unaware of, of of just how filthy and dirty we all were. And, uh, you know, my, my job was to protect her from all that. No. so, um, yeah, that was that would be the kind of thing that that she would have said when she was eighteen. We should use fuck for good. Uh, and now she makes brilliant films, and um uh she is she is just pretty amazing. so you know it, I, I think that it's good that you understood those those polarities. I think that that fuck can be used for good it can also be used for evil. Mm-hmm. That- like everything. You know, when we talk about <laughs> fashion, fashion can be good and it can be horrible. There are things that, about our industry that are just amazing, you know, the way the fashion industry came out to, uh, during the AIDS crisis. I mean, they kind of had to because designers were dropping like flies, but, um, and, and there are some agencies that are amazingly uplifting. And then there's, there's, there are parts of our industry that are just horrific. So I guess that, that understanding polarity is pretty important.
1: Well, that's kind of why we started this whole podcast really. And I just kind of boiled that down as you were talking of like fashion for good and fashion for evil and like, you know, going into the different iterations of, you know, what is the good in fashion and where can it be found and what, why it brings us joy. And then the fashion for evil, um, you know, these parasitic event companies or, um, you know, child labor or you know like you could really go deep into the fashion evil
0: the the photographers who are actually predators the (laughs) the fact that we we've made women feel like uh, obese monsters for years and and have created body dysmorphias uh, not only for women but men
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know there's a lot of shit that we do uh that is pretty heinous and uh, thank god thank all the gods actually yours mine and ours um that the industry is actually at a point where it's ready to evolve past some of that and we are here to make certain that it does
1: right and i think that that's the whole idea around um creating the disruption is to begin this parsing of these good and evil um you know if we reduce it that way um And talk about them because it's only been since people have realized, um, oh, these working conditions are terrible. Oh, that person is acting that way every single time in this situation that the change really happens that is measurable for the good for the fashion community. And we keep coming back to saying the word fashion community over and over and over again because it is... So pervasive and encompassing in our everyday lives, I don't think people realize how entrenched it is. And and
0: I, you are you are absolutely um, correct about that. It is a massive global community, and whether you're in a small apparel hub where where you don't know any better, and so you're taken advantage of, or if you're a major player in one of the big uh big fashion cities there there's still sh- there's still just a bunch of shit that happens there too it can be very under i mean you know we're catty by nature we we come by it naturally we're all very dramatic those of us that are drawn to fashion and you put the drama the uh, the uh the cattiness and the uh cunning uh, together in a room you bring in the gays, that's me. You bring in the divas, that's you. And what the fuck are you gonna get? You're gonna get this um, this amazing light show going on while there's a shit show also going on. So we're we're trying to uh, concentrate, I think, on the light show uh, and mitigate the shit show and at least teach people how to wear waders.
1: Because. <laughs> <and, and duck.
0: laughs> some of this shit's toxic it's just it is you know i uh, um
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh rachel elspeth gross uh shout out rachel elspeth gross of little red book Fashion. Little, little red fashion i always want to say little red book or little red dress because that's where my mind goes to uh but little red fashion it's an amazing process and project but um she sent me this this invitation for a modeling contest and six hundred dollars, and six hundred, and one hundred and fifty, and twenty, and it's 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 pretending to be industry. I'm not going to name any names right now because I'm drunk enough that I might forget to edit it properly, um, and actually say who it is. But they're pretending <laughs> to. Whoops, uh, they're pretending to be the L.A. fashion industry while throwing a show in some little hotel, small hotel south of Long Beach. So they're they're sort of in Orange County-ish. Uh, and this is not the L.A. fashion.
1: People, come on.
0: The L.A. And, fashion industry happens in downtown L.A.
1: Right. And, and if somebody wants to have pictures done in L.A., there are plenty of photographers in L.A. that would work with a $600 budget for one or two looks. Right. And right. you wouldn't have to stay in a skeezy hotel. And have all of this questionable off brand for you as a model imagery out there ad- attached to somebody else's um, event planner name. You know what I mean? Like, right. so that's I don't understand it. like the rationale behind um events like this when you don't know who the photographer is what the look is going to be i mean they're
0: cashing in on america's next top model on rupaul's drag race on on that competition idea that if you compete with a thousand people you can go all the way to the top and it's 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 just bullshit you know i I was it was hard to even find a photographer named on that flyer i went to the website no one i've ever heard of and Mm -hmm. and uh, you know six hundred dollars seven hundred dollars uh $25 tickets um which 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 in and of itself is a little concerning that's really cheap and there were no tiers of tickets which tells me that they don't know what the hell they're doing but um $600 will will get you some great photos in LA and and in fact you can probably get great photos in LA just just working with um photographers who are looking to build their books too it's full mm-hmm. of talent there and honestly here's the thing um ladies and gentlemen who want to model like if somebody actually sees you and knows that you're model material and they can make money off of you they're not going to try to charge you i will tell you i've hired people based on a polaroid or their like let me see your license if you can take a goddamn good license picture you're in period yeah <laughs> so um I, it, it's just it's just another one of those scammy things playing on romantic notions of, of how models are discovered. Models are not discovered. Models work their asses off. Once in a great while, some booking agent will see somebody and discover them. But honestly, the reason they're discovering them, unless they happen to be eating at their café in Saint-Tropez, it's because they have done the work to have some sort of media presence. Yeah, And, uh, you know, Mark was was booked by uh, Beatrice in Milan and worked a couple of seasons in Milan for a major uh, uh, Beatrice Men was huge. We would call it Beatrice, but they call it Beatrice, which I think is so much lovelier. Uh, and his booker discovered him through um, through his his Facebook and his uh, uh, some online modeling profile and he made it all the way to my line. that can happen and it does actually happen you'd be surprised at where the bookers are looking i know bookers that look at grinders for male models and i'm like well i mean i, I you can see their bodies it's mm-hmm. easy to see if, if they're the right type anyway gays lie about inches we all do we don't know it
1: <laughs> the that's, only one you're not gonna natural, fool is somebody that yeah. knows what a natural inch is <laughs> that, that
0: is the downfall of being a designer and, and, and when 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 my when my uh trysts tell me they've got eight inches and they get here i let them know that no indeed that is six no really that here let me get you do, do i need a measuring device um yeah don't lie to me about your inches i'm not a size queen anyway like i it's okay i can look at you and tell you what you're are you here too? You can look at somebody and tell what their dimensions oh. are, period, just with a quick it, glance.
1: Well, and and I think that part of that is, um, the uh, for me, is the association so many people had that I was like um, this very strict bra person and I was going to make you feel bad for droopy boobs or wearing the incorrect thing or somebody else's pro- – like – that's kind of the attitude that people kind of come to me wow. um, when, because I'm, I'm having a very intimate moment with them. They are undressed. That's I right. see their body. Undressed. And so when they know that coming in, they become very demure. And um, and I try to play off the ability to go, okay, well, I can see that you're a size 34. That's probably a double D or um, we could be going into an F cup. You look like you're a medium size underpants and um, let's get going. But I do the niceties of actually measuring because um, I don't want to reaffirm people's um, kind of feeling that people are judging them um and just because i can know those measurements doesn't mean that i'm judging your body in any way um it's just that my brain has done that calculation you know like how many jelly beans are in this jar that kind of thing um and and
0: when you've done nothing but count jelly beans for 20 years you can tell (laughs) exactly how many fucking jelly beans are in that fucking jar are
1: three hundred seventy-eight thousand two hundred
0: sixty-four.
1: um And so, um, you know, I tried not to be very revealing about that particular aspect um, because it is such an intimate setting, um, being a lingerie designer and having people completely disrobed in front of you. Um, And so... It's true, but there's been times where people, you know, have been at a party or something and they're like, you know, I I'm, I'm wearing size thirty-six and I'm like, well, it's no thirty-six. <laughs> you know, not a 36
0: right, right? Party <laughs> tricks. We could do party tricks. Um, <laughs> no, this, this is this is all very true. and 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 I it's just memory. I mean, we would I make true this is a true story. I make uh, when I measure a model, I make it so clinical it's like going to the doctor's office i mean i make it so clinical i I, the touch is clinical uh my attention is on the tape measure there is nothing that is inappropriate i generally have somebody taking the uh i i I use the tape because i want to make sure i'm actually getting the correct measurements i usually have somebody in in the room that is writing the measurements down on the body chart if there's a, a lady model or a lady client i have a woman do the up measuring with the tape and i write things down and that way i can make sure that they're getting the tape around at the right angle for the actual measurement um i measured a model one one time back in the i don't know uh, late 90s and uh when i was done he looked at me and he said well that wasn't very exciting (laughs) <laughs> and, I, and I'm kneeling and I look up at him and I'm like, did you want it to be exciting? He's like, well, I was hoping a long story short, we ended up having a, a, a little, uh, tryst that lasted about a year and a half. Um, he was always very excited to work with me <laughs> back in Texas. Yeah. But I, I was like, Oh, Oh, did you want? Was that supposed to be? I, I just go into doctor mode. Like literally okay. when I'm done with you, you should feel like I didn't even look at you. Um, And I will tell people how you've got a great great set of dimensions here. This is going to be awesome to work with. It's always very positive. And Mm -hmm. when people don't want to get naked, I'm like, well, okay. I understand that you don't want to strip down, but here's the thing. Let's roll up this pair of underwear. Now, let me measure around this pair of underwear. So here's an inch and a half of volume that is actually on your body. Yeah. When you look at 36 inches and you've got a sixteenth of an inch width, all the way around thirty-six inches, we we have a problem. We're not going to get a good measurement. So, uh, and I set people at ease, and and I certainly, God, we would never judge. But I know the minute they walk in,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you you are not the dimensions that I asked for in my model call. But I will still give you the benefit of the doubt.
1: Yeah, and there's some times where you know a model has been sent to me that is not the size that I've requested, but. They've got an energy to them that I'm like, oh, I want to work with this person. And I know I can make their size. So, okay, let's do this. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: I do that sometimes. But but don't you know that when you're doing that, that they're going to get the garment?
1: Yeah. There's no
0: sense in me even keeping this custom garment because as as amazing as you are, I'm never going to find another model your size.
1: Yeah, and especially if they're super tiny, because a lot of people don't go uh, lower than a thirty-two band um, in my right. field, um, and I go down to um, twelve. <laughs> I can go really, really small. But the, like this, truly the smallest that I've ever done is a twenty-eight, um, and that was with really firm power mesh. So we're talking about like a very, very small rib cage, <clears throat> but tiny. tiny. Tiny, tiny. But there's not very many people that even attempt to manufacture that or alter something um, down for people to wear that size.
0: And Uh. that's a conversation we have to have. The lack of understanding of body shapes and sizes by people in our industry. People, it's all just straight lines and curves. Yeah. Doesn't matter what kind of body they have, it's going to have straight lines and curves. And it's just a matter of manipulating the straight lines and the curves. And yeah. over your obsession with with only being able to dress as zero to eight.
1: Ridiculous. And it's Ridiculous. all a, and it's knowing about proportion based off of that person's body shape and type. Um and and that's what I have like a profound rage for <laughs> is, <laughs> is seeing a beautiful model and a really great hair and makeup team and then a garment that just does uh-huh. not scale to the body and it just makes me go <laughs> or my daughter right. now says the boys in our school made up a new word mom and i was like yeah what is it and she goes yeet <laughs> and i'm like girl they did not do that i'm pretty sure tiktok did that
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah there is a new that that yeet has been around for a while but yeet is appropriate um i, I love it she's a boys made it up so here's here's the thing here's here's the thing um, abomination. That's all I'm going to say. Abomination. Mm-hmm. It's an abomination. It's, abomin- it's, it's all abominable. That, that, uh, the, the model call that we got us off on this tangent. Uh, my, my one word response to the email was abomination. Mm-hmm. Look, look it up. I'm using it correctly. And, um, this is what these things are. They're abominations. Uh, do I have anything else to say? What the hell were we talking about, Megan? Speaking of of, of, of ratios and measurements, I think I might have put more blackberry brandy in that uh, lemonade than I needed to. My <laughs> mix might be off.
1: Well, I mean, I think that we, um, we got our call pretty good. We talked about fashion for good and evil and um, that um, – we're catty by nature, and so, you know, what do you expect you. Um, that we're I'm all a bunch of you've judgmental got, fucks? <laughs>
0: you've, got, you've got the gays and the divas. Come on. We're, <laughs> what, what were you expecting?
1: Who's um, this? people calling you.
0: Yeah. I, I, let me take this call. All Good right. Good to talk to you. Love you. I will, I will. I will see you on Friday. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you for listening to Advanced Fashion Disruption. And this was our Fona Fashion Friend bonus episode this Tuesday, May 31st, 2022. And if you push next, you can listen to our episode five. Thank you so much. Please join us at advancedfashiondisruption.com to enjoy all of our episodes or wherever you listen to your podcast content.